It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Everything's going to take time. Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony are back. They look good, but still uh, still so- something that's going to take time to work. But oh boy, there are bigger problems at hand for the Orlando Magic. Let's get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 1st, 2022. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz are but they're not here to solve all the Orlando Magic's problems, at least not immediately. We'll talk, a little, we'll talk about their opening performances, what they add to the team, and what the team still needs to adjust. And the problems beyond that that led to another disappointing and frustrating loss. Not necessarily that the Magic lost, but how they lost um, is frustrating in, in a 125-108 defeat to the Atlanta Hawks. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock today. Save 20% with promo code Locked On at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. No matter what the result of tonight's game, of, of Wednesday night's game against the Atlanta Hawks was, the story for the Orlando Magic was always going to be the return of Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony. This is something that was long awaited, something that this team, this franchise, this organization was so desperate to see, just to have some healthy bodies. I mean, Jamal Mosley freaking said it before the game, I'm just happy that I have more than eight players available, that he can look down the bench and know that there are guards out there uh, that will help his team and, and will help kind of push this team to where they ultimately want to be. It's been rough. We've talked about it so many times about how this team has sometimes looked disorganized offensively, how they've struggled to even bring the ball up on occasion, how the offense has been unnecessarily slow. It's been rough. It's been difficult. It's been tough for this team. And I'll be honest, having Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony made it just a little bit easier, made things a little bit easier. The offense flowed a little bit better. There's more energy and pep in the way that they executed uh, their offense, at least. Um, both Fultz and Anthony looked rusty. Um, you know, they had 11 points each, I believe. They certainly had their moments of struggle. They, you know, they, they, they looked for their areas to attack and to, to get themselves comfortable. But 
everyone was still trying to figure out how to play with each other. And, and that's kind of the biggest thing, and maybe the biggest thing we didn't anticipate, is that this isn't going to be some seamless addition. The Magic are going to play in a fundamentally different way with these two guards on the floor. Whether that's going to be good or bad is going to be what's determined here in the next few, few games, the next few weeks, the next few months of the season. But the Magic obviously needed this in, in, it needed this injection of talent. And they needed to begin taking this step forward. They needed to begin to, 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 to have these players on the floor to make them better, to make life easier. The first play of the game, Markel Fultz, you started, was supposed to be limited to 15 minutes, ended up playing 17, so that's good. Um, first, game, first play of the game, Markel Fultz initiates the offense, makes a drive, kicks back out to Paolo, and Paolo finds Franz Wagner on a cut to the basket for a dunk. It was a, a very auspicious start for the Orlando Magic. We're going to get into what happened after that uh, and on the other end of the floor, specifically on defense, uh, in our next segment. But you could see the hints of what this Magic team could be and what this team's going to be as these two players get more comfortable uh, and as they find their rhythm offensively and as they find themselves offensively. It was never going to be something that happens immediately, that happens so seamlessly um, because you're adding such fundamentally different players. Let me just give an example of that, of, of why this is so different. The Orlando Magic this year have been playing at a pace of about 98 point, 98.5, 98.6, 90.7 possessions for 48 minutes. They have played like a very slow team, a low possession team. And some of that is the style of play that they have with Paolo Bancaro being kind of a ball stopper and a little bit of an iso maniac. Um, Franz Wagner's had to play a lot of ISO, but a lot of that's just because the Magic don't get the ball over the over the midcourt line fairly quickly. Teams are starting to press them. They're starting to kind of try and speed them up to slow them down to make it harder for them to run more offense. That's out the window now. With Marco Fultz on the floor in Wednesday's game, Orlando played at a pace of 107.7 possessions for 48 minutes. With Cole Anthony on the floor, they paid a, played at a 107.4 pace. And again, this is not the end-all, be-all. The Hawks are not a super-fast team either. They, they like to control the pace too. Overall, the game was played at 102 possessions per 48 minutes. So already, the Magic are playing much faster. I would still say that they need to get into their offense a little bit faster, that it's not quite at the level that this team needs it to be at. But already, you can see and you can feel how quickly this team is moving and how this team is taking some of those steps forward, how this team is beginning to kind of churn the legs, if you will, uh, on, on that notion. The Magic needed these players, and neither of them were perfect. Neither of them were at the full abilities that they will be at. They were both under a minute restriction. Um, Cole Anthony ended up playing 24 minutes. He was supposed to be limited to 20 Marco Foltz played 17. He was supposed to be limited to 15, um, at least according to Coach Jamal Mosley. Um, the Magic, it's going to take some time, and, and we got to let these guys get into the rhythm and get the, get themselves back kind of into playing shape. But it's already clear the impact that they can have. It's already clear that the offense can flow, can work a little bit better, that guys will get the ball in different and better spots um, to, to make this work, and that, yes, both Cole Anthony and Marco Fultz can be positives on this team. In the fourth quarter of this game with the Magic well out of it, Cole Anthony gave them a little bit of a spark and 
mounted probably their most serious run at the lead. Again, we'll talk about why they never really made a run at the lead here in a bit. Um, but Spark, what was their most serious run at the lead? And, and it was very encouraging to see him play with the kind of effort and energy that he did. He also fouled out because he is extremely rusty and, and, and maybe a step slow defensively, which maybe Markel was too. And, you know, all of... We'll get to the defense here in a minute. Um, but overall... For debut games for guys that have missed months already, that the you know Cole Anthony got injured the fourth game of the season, Markel's been out the whole season so far. It was good to see them out there, and it was good to see them making at least what aesthetically was a positive impact. It's not maybe something we can measure. The Magic were terrible in the game, um, but it was good to have them out there, and 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 you can already tell and already see how they're going to increase this team's pace and get them closer to what their ultimate vision was and is. However, while that is a nice and positive story, that is about the only positive thing we can say about this team. Um, we did not learn as much as we would like to learn from our first Coenthe Marco Fultz experience because so much of this game was decided by what the Magic didn't do. And it's, again, disappointing that the Magic didn't do these things in this moment. We're going to get to that and talk a little bit more in detail about the game itself coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at SWAC. Let me get to the right copy. Um, we are here in Central... I'm here in Central Florida. I don't know if you're here in Central Florida, but I am here in Central Florida, and I don't know if you know this about Florida. It is called the Sunshine State for a reason because it is sunny a lot. It gets hot a lot. It is humid a lot. And while Orlando is not the most walkable city in the world, if you're going out to the theme parks, if you're like me and like to walk downtown, um, I walk to work sometimes, um, a lot of times actually, sweat is a real problem. You don't have to be outside for long. You don't have to be doing anything that strenuous for sweat to take over. It is the curse of Florida. It is the price we pay for our winters. And the winters are very nice here because it is not... Too, it's not too hot right now, certainly not cold, um, but we pay a price for our winners, and that price is made in sweat. But we have a defense against sweat. We have a way to stop sweat so we can enjoy the outdoors, enjoy the sunshine without worrying about odor or any of the negative effects that sweat can have uh, on our appearance or to, to our loved ones. Sweatblock gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing sweat ruining it. Sweatblock wipes were featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters so you know it works. It blocks sweat. It literally stops sweat from happening. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock today. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories at sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. This this Thursday, this day, um, should be a, a celebration. Um, we should be sitting here excited and giddy over the notion that Markel Fultz is back, that Cole Anthony is back, and and so excited for the potential that they show and, and, and everything that they can build and everything they can help this team become. My logic, as dumb as my logic can be sometimes, um, was that those returns would be a boost of energy, a boost of focus, a boost of hype against another struggling and, yes, injured Atlanta Hawks team to give Orlando the chance to break this five-game losing streak, to kind of start riding the ship, that the, the feeling that all the stars were lining. And we talked so much about how all this team was missing was a Markel Fultz, was someone to start clicking those pieces into place. We believe that. I, I believe that still. Alas, that is not meant to be because this Magic team has problems right now that are bigger than adding organizers like Marco Fultz and organizers like Cole Anthony and point guards like Cole Anthony. Their problems right now are still very much rooted in their injuries and their health, but are bigger than that. Orlando did not get, I guess, blown out technically, but they got blown out. They had no chance to win this game after the second quarter. They were down by 20 at the half. They gave up 70 points in the first half and never fought back. You know, at least against Minnesota, they cut it down to nine before they lost. They were down, they were out, and they did not get back. I shouldn't say they didn't fight back. They did fight back. They, they were fighting. They, it wasn't that they weren't playing hard. But they weren't doing the right things at all. The Magic have played a lot of bad games this year already, especially in the last couple weeks. They have not played two worse defensive games then Sunday against Philadelphia and now Wednesday against Atlanta, both at the Amway Center. The last two home games. And, and frankly, that's the disappointing part as much as anything is right now you got to build that home support and build that home belief. The Magic could not stop anybody. They, could not, they, they couldn't stop Trey Young. He had 30 points and like 11 assists. Um, sure, he didn't hit any three. He didn't hit many threes, but Atlanta's not hitting threes right now anyway. They couldn't stop DeJounte Murray. He essentially just walked into his favorite jumper at the free throw line time and time again. When Atlanta did miss, they grabbed the offensive rebounds. 14 offensive rebounds for 22nd chance points. Clint Capella made a living on the glass. And when he wasn't making a living on the glass, Trey Young or DeJounte Murray was getting into the paint and finding lobs and finding open shooters and finding open players. Atlanta made only eight threes. They were eight for 32 on three-pointers, and they eviscerated the Magic 125 to 108. This was just poor defense on every level. I saw the Magic not only just be get beat up on the glass and beat up on the boards. They were, their perimeter defenders got beat off the dribble, and yes, that does include Marco Fultz. That does include the Magic's regular players. They got beat off the dribble, and then the help defender got beat too. 
This is just abysmally bad defense. It's 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 nothing else. And yes, the rebounding issues, we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. The rebounding issues are very much tied to Wendell Carter's absence. There's no doubt about it. The defensive issues also very much tied to Wendell Carter's absence. Mo Bama didn't play in this game. He's not much of a help. Bulbul's defense isn't good. Um, just to be perfectly honest, he's not at he's not in a defensive stance rarely ever. Not particularly good at reading how to screen. And again, he's not really played center. He's not really had those responsibilities. But gee, oh boy, the team just isn't putting up a fight right now. Um, and again, it's it's efforts there sometimes. I, I, I hate calling out teams' effort, but the precision and the focus is not there. And, and that's the point that Jamal Mosley made after the game is is right now rebounding is about desire. Focus, intensity, and this team doesn't have it. Doesn't have it in in one bit on the defensive end, and that is so extremely frustrating. Because we know they can be good defenders, we know they have the tools to be good defenders, and it's just a, a lack of focus. To be perfectly honest, like, the game plan's fine, the schemes are okay. I, you know, I'm not going to pretend. I, I I'm not going to pretend that the schemes are perfect. The personnel is. The personnel is not ideal, but capable. And this Magic team is just not, is right now not putting up any resistance. It doesn't matter if they're switching. It doesn't matter if they're bringing two, if they're blitzing and putting two to the ball. It doesn't matter if they're trying to play straight up. Guys are not getting around screens. Got help. The help defense is not stepping up and making the stops, um, making it hard. Guys are doing whatever they want. So any, you know, Orlando's offense operated at a pretty solid clip. They scored, 100, they scored 108 points. Yes, there were some bad parts. There was some, a lot of frustration on the Magic's part um, it, because the defense wasn't working. So if their offense wasn't working, it just compounded and got worse. Um, but it's... the off, I have more confidence in this team's offense right now. The Magic have been a terrible offensive team for a decade. And I think the offense is a better in a better spot right now than the defense. That, that To be perfect, that, that's, that's my analysis and this defense Wednesday night was just it's one of the worst defensive efforts I've ever seen um to be perfectly honest like they've given up more points and I thought they played better defense um this was just not a good defensive effort um this was just not precise not anywhere near the level that we should expect from this team and it's something the magic do have to resolve and something the magic do have to solve they have to get these rotations down this should have been done in training camp. You know, was that what the Magic missed in those two days they lost to the Hurricane? Is this just the fact that the injuries have put guys in positions and spots that they're not uh, comfortable in? Is it that maybe the Magic just don't have enough good defenders? And on top of that, when the Magic did play good defense, they struggled to get the offensive rebound. It wasn't really until the fourth quarter that they started getting rebounds at a consistent rate. That's a credit to Caleb Houston, who was a really strong rebounder. That's a credit to Mo Wagner, who started rebounding much better. Cole Anthony was in on the glass. They finally got some guys to take some pride and go after the ball and just go get it. That's what it's going to take. You know, we could talk about schemes all we want. Schemes in the NBA are virtually the same. It's about the desire and the will to go play it. And, you know, I think Cole Anthony, who's, you know, yes, playing his first game, but so maybe a little little bit more detached from it. 
said, you know, right now the Magic kind of put their heads down and mope a little bit when they when they don't do well. That was something the Magic did really well at avoiding at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, the Magic were really good at putting those mistakes behind them and playing through them, and that's what kept them competitive. Right now, whether it's mental fatigue, whether it's physical fatigue, whether it's, you know, woe is me because of all the injuries, the Magic are not doing that. And that's how these mistakes compound. That's how things get worse. Mostly, you know, while saying that, yes, it's going to take more focus and, and, and preparation and effort to fix these defensive and rebounding problems, added after the game two that this is a young team. They're going to go through these ebbs and flows of focus. That is certainly something hopeful to stand by, but this is something that should be a given. With a young team like this, with the opportunities in front of this team, effort should never be a question. You can make mistakes. You can you know, kind of beat yourself up a little bit, but we shouldn't be questioning the desire and will because this is your opportunity. You're on a team that is developing and trying to figure out what they have. No one should be resting or no one should be sitting things out or no one should be not giving it their all. And that's that's the gauntlet that has to be laid down after Wednesday's game. That's the gauntlet this team needs to face. Because Wednesday, just like Sunday, just like last Monday in Indiana, those cannot happen. Lose 50 games by five points. You can learn from that. You can get, I mean, don't do that, but... You can learn from this kind of team can learn from that, can get better from that, can 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 absorb that. Don't lose games by 20 because you don't show up on defense. Make Trey Young make a big shot to beat you. Make Kevin Durant score 45 to beat you. That's fine. That's good. I can live with that. Losing by 17 on your home floor in a game that you trailed by as many as 23 and never had a chance in the second half. Those are the kind of losses that need to be inexcusable. Let's get beyond that. Let's get beyond getting a strong effort every night. Because right now, the Magic, you know, again, they might be fatigued. They might be mentally exhausted. They might be physically tired from carrying the burden. They're about to get healthy again. Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony are back. Uh, you know, yes, guys are still kind of going in and out of the lineup, and that's affecting things too. Let's, let's, let's be real. You know, Wendell Carter could be back in the next week or so. You're getting healthy again. So that excuse is going to be out the window. Make good on it now. This is on it. This is inexcusable. We're going to go through the box score of this inexcusable effort coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at ExpressVPN. So, We all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? It's a virtual private network. Kind of, kind of works. That's how. I don't know how they work. You know, we, you know, we all know. But here's something you might not know: you can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Maybe you run out of stuff on on Netflix, or maybe that movie or show you want to watch on is only available on Netflix overseas. Well, this is going to change your world. ExpressVPN allows you to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's simple to do. Just sign into Netflix, fire up the ExpressVPN app, change the location to UK, refresh, refresh Netflix, and 
That's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So imagine all the possibilities, all the libraries you can go through to watch their favorite movies, TV shows from around the world. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service like Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason to use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN also works on all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on the big screen or on the go. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on expressvpn.com slash locked on to learn more. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's run through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks, 125-108. to They are now on a six-game losing streak, sitting at 5-17. in 17. Again, those dreams are not over. There's still a lot of season left. We're, 60 game, we're 22 games in. There's 60 games left. Plenty of time to turn things around, but yeah, the Magic are going to have to get their, get their act together here because this kind of effort just frankly is, is inexcusable. Individual plus minus is fairly meaningless. Every player on the Orlando Magic had a negative plus minus except for RJ Hampton who only played the final two minutes of the game. And he was at zero. So not not good for the Orlando Magic here. Let's go through the final box score. Franz Wagner, 22 points, 8 for 17, shooting 2 for 6 from deep. 4 for 4 from the line, 6 rebounds, 4 turnovers for him. Um, A lot of window dressing here for Franz Wagner. I hate to say it. Uh, Franz Wagner, through three quarters, had only 12 points on five for 13 shooting. Frankly, did not. I, 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 the one thing I'd be worried about now that Markel, Markel is back, his shot distribution is going to change a little bit. Franz still got to 17 shots. That's fine. He actually led the team in field goal attempts, but it took him a while to get there. It felt like he was very uninvolved. And, and this is an area where, yes, having Markel Fultz is going to help because he can make sure that, that Franz stays involved, but. We saw last year a lot of mouths to feed. Sometimes Franz didn't get the ball as much as he should have. Magic do have to make sure they get him the ball, but he really struggled. He missed some shots that he's that he normally makes. Got stripped a few times on on drives to the basket. Um, you know, again, just little things here and there. He was due for a bad game with how well he has been playing throughout the month of November. I'd still say he's probably going to be a candidate to be Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Um, he will not win it. He will be a candidate. Big difference. Um, but. Just a kind of off night for Franz. An off night where he scores 22, but a lot of that coming in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, 10 of, that, 10 of that 22 in the fourth quarter, I think. Um, you know, really picked up his energy. Like, you could see him kind of start to start to find that groove, but 
Just never really got into that groove or rhythm in this game. So there's going to be a little bit of adjustment for him. There's going to be a little bit of adjustment for Paolo now that Marco Fultz is there kind of helping run the show. Paolo Bancaro, solid effort as well. 20 points, 6 for 14 shooting, 1 for 4 from deep, 7 for 9 from the foul line, 5 assists, 3 turnovers for him. Um, you know, Paolo, I, the only thing I would say about Paolo, um, his defensive, defensively, he is showing a lot of the reasons people were concerned about his defense at Duke. He uh, does not always look engaged or consistently in the right spot um, and help side. You expect that a little bit from a rookie, so it's not the most concerning thing in the world. Um, but, you know, he's got to put better effort on the glass. You know, Paolo had two rebounds in this game. Franz led the team in rebounding with six. Rebounding is a huge issue. That Magic got out, rebounded 49-33. Some of that is the Magic missed more shots, but 14 offensive rebounds for Atlanta, six offensive rebounds for Atlanta, 14 offensive rebounds for Atlanta, leading to 20 second-chance points. They were 7 for 11 on second-chance opportunities. That's, that's big stuff. You know, the Magic gave up offensive rebounds. They would get stops, give up an offensive rebound, give up a basket. That's game. That's it. That's all she wrote. Um, that just cannot happen. Plain and simple. Cannot happen um, if this Magic team is going to be successful, if this Magic team is is going to win. Um, you know, just again, plain and simple, that cannot happen. Um, so, you know, a lot of responsibility has to go on Paolo for that. Um, I thought he stayed on the perimeter too much, settled a little bit. He was able to get to the line eventually, kind of find his groove, especially with, with I think he gave a little bit too much respect for, to Clint, Clint Capella. Um, but overall, just a... You know, again, the Magic's two best players did not have their best game um, on either end, and that explains some things for this for this outcome. Bull Bull, six points, three for five shooting, five rebounds, two assists. Um, he was only minus eight in the game, but it, it, he was as bad as anyone in this game. I I, I don't want to. I hate to call out anyone specifically. The Magic did eventually pull Bull Bull because they could not trust him defensively, just not in the right spots, not able to get into a stance, um, not giving good help side. You know, he got he got beat a few times as a help defender, which, you know, just just cannot happen. There's no third help behind you. And if there is, that's then you're giving up a wide open three in the corner. You're giving up a wide open three on the weak side. There's no one covering the weak side. Um it's it, it's it's been a problem. You know, both Paolo and Bull have not been great defensively all year. Those have only become greater with Wendell out and, and all the mistakes that Wendell covers at the point of attack. Um once once teams get past that first level of defense. It's been trouble for the Orlando Magic right now. Um, and, and they're getting past that first level of defense a whole lot. Orlando is struggling to keep guys in front of them, keep them out of the paint, limit those paint touches, and, and you're kind of seeing the results here. Terrence Ross had a nice run, especially in the first quarter. 12 points, 5 for 11, shooting 2 for 6 from deep. Um, solid game from him. Again, just, you know, it's a Terrence Ross game. He sometimes shoots a little too much, but really got himself going in the first quarter, kept the game tight. Orlando was was down 11 after 1-1, one, one, so this game was over pretty quickly there. Um, but but Orlando kept it close for a good chunk of that first period again. They just could not get any stops. So it, it, it didn't it didn't matter how much the Magic scored. They, they, they could not get stops consistently. Our guys, Marco Fultz, 8 points, 3 for 8 shooting in 16-46. Misses only 3, 2 for 2 from the foul line. 4 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, and a turnover. Um, just a really solid game. You know, I think he, he tested himself trying to get to the basket a few times. Uh, missed some shots around the basket that I think he'll make eventually. Got to his skill spots. Got really, really comfortable. A couple passes were just a little too hot or, or players weren't expecting them. But overall, I thought Markel did a really good job easing himself into the game. Really, really just solid game. Nothing too impressive. Nothing too flashy. 
Just solid play, some good defense. Poke got a, got a few deflections, made a really nice deal from DeJounte Murray early in the game. Solid effort from Markel. I, I think this is a great place for him to grow. I'd honestly say the same thing about Cole Anthony. 11 points, 3 for 7 shooting. 5 for 5 from the foul line. 2 assists, uh, did have 2 turnovers, did foul out. The fouling was the only issue with Cole Anthony. He picked up 3 fouls in the first quarter fairly quickly. Um, but overall, especially in the fourth quarter, really found his energy, really found his rhythm, was able to get some shots to go, was able to mix things up around the basket, get to the foul line. Cole Anthony is going to be a boost to this offense. Even if it's just coming off the bench, his ability to get the foul line, his ability to put pressure off the dribble, his ability to step and hit jumpers is going to be really, really big for this team. Uh, it, it's it The Magic will be better with both of these guys. It's not going to look like that tonight because the Magic don't score a ton of points. Um, they did all right, actually, but the Magic's offense was was kind of puttering uh, for the most part, but, but hummed along pretty well for, throughout most of the game. They just couldn't get stops. And so, you know, again, the issue is obviously... Not necessarily just the magic, it's the whole piece, the whole picture here. Um, things that the team has been struggling with for a while. Trey Young finishes with 30 points on 14 assists. DeJounte Murray has 27 points, 6 assists. Again, just walking into every jumper that he wants. Clint Capella with 20 points, 12 rebounds, including 5 of the Hawks. 14 offensive rebounds. Onyeke Akongru had 12 points, 8 rebounds, including 4 offensive rebounds. Jared Culver had 9 points and 12 rebounds, including 3 offensive rebounds. You get the hint here. The Hawks got multiple opportunities at the basket. They scored a ton of points because of it. They shoot 54.3% from the floor. Only 8 for 32 from beyond the arc. Only 15 for 19 from the foul line. They're not a team that goes to the line a bunch anyway. Trey Young only had uh, 5 free throws, which is a good number, good number for the defense there. Like Orlando didn't do an awful... Yeah, they did do an awful job. I, I, I can't even, I can't, I can't get, get, you know. Trey Young was two for eleven from three. Letting him shoot threes was the best defense the Magic did in this game. Like that's, if if the Hawks took a three, that was a victory for the Orlando Magic's defense. They were not taking a lot of threes. Orlando, uh, Atlanta again, twenty second chance points, sixty two points in the paint. You're just not winning games unless you can hit threes at a crazy rate. Orlando just eight for twenty seven on threes. 49.4% from the floor overall, 22 for 25 from the line. 18 turnovers, they did 22 points. Orlando just didn't put themselves in a great spot to win this game. Just, just plain and simple. So there's that. The Orlando Magic followed the Atlanta Hawks 125 to 108. They're back in action Friday in Cleveland against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in, like Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. On our next episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to recap the first. We're going to talk a little bit about the defense and rebounding issues We'll do a first quarter recap on Friday's episode. Oh, no, that is Friday's episode. Uh, we'll do first quarter recap, but if you want to read, my first quarter MVP is named. He is up on the or- on orlandomagicdaily.com right now. It's Franz Wagner. Spoiler alert. That shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. 
That's going to do it again for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Cross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.